Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the December Tantrum House show. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> You're on your own, Will. Today we got Will Meadows, Sarah Meadows, Kevin Delp, Melissa Delp, and Ryan Pills in, in the house. house. I don't really know what I was anticipating. I don't know. We don't but, you know, just sometimes. You just told us to roll with it. That's right. Get ready to roll with it this whole episode. Here's the rundown of what's coming. First off, I'm going to invent new segments as we go. So get ready, everybody. <laughs> Second off, we're going to be talking about some of the board games we've been playing recently, which we always enjoy doing. I think this week we're skipping coming to Kickstarter because it it's just December, ain't that many. It's and they just December. don't come to Kickstarter. But then we do have a topic we are going to be talking about. This is a crazy one. The games that we wish we had played this year. And I tried to pick only games that I also, like there are a lot of games that we get that I don't get to play, but I get to see them on the table. And these are games that I didn't even like get to see. They're just, they looked great on Board Game Geek. Are you ready? We're in the conventions. We I did not restrict play. myself to that. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to play Everdell and um, the other game that he War never played. Yeah, that one. <laughs> on my list. All right, so that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I have a question about these inventing of segments that we're about to Oh, get are you to. ready? Should I just jump into one right well, my, now? My question is if. We're inventing them on the fly, and how do you know about them? I mean, I know about them. Oh, okay. Just good luck to you guys. Okay. <laughs> I do give some hints, so maybe people will be ready. We'll see. If these turn out to be great, then we'll keep them in future episodes. You let us know. All right, so let's start off with, what are some of the games that you guys have been playing recently? What's been on the table? I walked in late tonight. It looked like you guys were having fun. Are we talking about that one? What were we playing? Anything cool? Oh, no, we can talk about something else. Okay. Talk about something else, Dennis. They would have never known. You could have jumped in with a different game, and I would have been like, oh, yeah, that one. We we, we played Delicious okay. over uh, Thanksgiving break. And Seems like an appropriately titled game. Yeah. This is a, um, a game in sort of the line of uh, Herbaceous. Okay. And um, Sunset Over Water, sort of the small box sort of game. Is it from Pencil First or is it, it just that type? From... Yes. Okay. It is from Pencil First. Flover- Floriferous oh, is one of the other ones. Yeah, I forgot about Delicious Floriferous. Yep. We're going to keep it really general. We're going to give our opinion. But... Oh, okay. Don't describe the game. Just tell me how great it was. It was, I liked it. Okay, good. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> it was delicious. Um, it's Overview. a. Flip and write, but kind yeah. of like Cascadia, there's going to be a card and a token. Okay, cool. And, oh, what's the other one? Oh, it's like kind of like Trek 12, where you have to pick what you're doing with the two cards. Oh, and you yeah. only have a certain number of times you can use each one. Like, oh, I'm going to use both cards. Or I'm only going to use the top card. Or... I switch the cards. Want to switch the cards? Is this the one where the, you have to keep your cans, your cards in a certain order in your hand? No, no, oh, okay. no. Bonanza. Yeah, there's another newer thing <laughs> recently. The bean that game. Was... <laughs> no. The bean game. Um, no, um, this... But but basically, you are planting fruits and vegetables. Yeah, in, in in your plot, and I really, it's it's pretty easy to understand. But getting the points are like, oh, I really just want one more pepper, just one more pepper to flip. Um, there's ways to um, like sort of get wild. Um, you can change the fruits or vegetables into some, something that you really need. But if you do it like I did too early, then you're like at the end of the game, like, oh, I should have kept that wild for later in the game. So I do feel like there's like some definitely some strategy going on, like what vegetables you choose, where you put your vegetables in your garden, filling up the different vegetable plots are going to get you points. There's a ex- Yeah, if you've played um, Herbaceous, mm-hmm. they have different pots like all oh, they all have to be the same or they have to be different well that this also has that type of concept where oh i put a carrot here now everything else in here needs to be carrots or this is the different one so i can't put any more carrots in here and the other twist is two cards flip each round a top card and a bottom card and what's on the top if you choose it is supposed to go in the top row of your sheet 
and the bottom card's supposed to be filled in into the bottom row. So sometimes you're like, oh, I put carrots in the top planter. There's a carrot, but it's the bottom card. And I already used the power to let me swap them. So, ah! The frustration. carrot. So it, it was really oh, interesting. Other thing that I enjoy about the game, I like to doodle. And in the... A good roll and write will definitely allow you doodle space. Right. So in the actual, <laughs> like, as you're planting your carrots and your peppers and your whatever in your broccoli... Um, they have like you're supposed to like actually draw little carrots and little broccoli and in the rule book actually leads you like in a step-by-step guide on how to draw (laughs) the different uh, vegetables and fruit your art skills have been improved yeah it is it's like oh that's kind of cool so i don't what do you all call my blueberry it it was something i don't remember they were like oh look like a tomato some blueberries if you make yeah it kind of has the the star Mm -hmm. thing on the top yeah if you make it off the top edge it'll look like a tomato instead of a blueberry that's delicious from pencil first games one of the games that we played a couple times recently i don't think we've talked about on the show is dice manor from arcane wonders it's a it was an s and release yeah and it's a is it working on a video on that we probably should we (laughs) have played a lot of dice games recently we just played dice theme park and i feel like i've played a bunch of them Mm -hmm. recently which were primarily pip manipulation games this one is kind of different it's actually more of a bidding game and a little bit yahtzee is not the right word but you are you get one roll to roll your dice each round and you will then if you you put your dice in sets of numbers and then you use like you got three twos you can bid on the two tile because it's also a tile placement build your manor type of game yeah so you're bidding on the tiles. You're also bidding for like advertising because you're a, uh, I don't know, like a real estate mogul or whatever. And so you're building houses with actual tiles. You're bidding on advertising space. You're unlocking additional dice for yourself to use. And it's a very short game, like four rounds that are fast. And then the fifth round, you give a tour of the house that you've built. And so in that one, you're doing the same dice bidding where you roll the dice, play a set of dice, and then re-roll your dice for the next round. And you and each tile in your house has like a number on it that you have to activate or whatever to to tour through the house. So you have to build your house in a way that as you roll the dice, you can like get a couple twos together, a couple threes together, a couple fours together, so that you can walk through the whole house. And then at the very end, there's point scoring for everything. So whoever has the most red rooms, whoever has the most yellow rooms, whoever has the biggest house, whoever has the different icons that are on each of the types of rooms. And we've had a good time. We, I mean, I, I felt let, very unsatisfied. The first three games we tried because it was so short that I wasn't ready for the game to end. And now for our segment, where's the sound effect, Ryan? I need it. Ding! Sarah's soapbox. Do it! All right. Tell us how much you hated okay. it. I want it. I want the well, news. <laughs> I think I got over it, though, because I learned what the strategy could be. Like a couple of different strategies to push myself in a direction on what I need to be getting to build my house. And I didn't win, but I, I think she was unsatisfied because I kept winning. I've- no, <laughs> I, it, the game ended after four rounds and I was like, I, you can only bid a couple of times cause you only have so many dice. So it, it was hard. Did you get some ideas on a tantrum house mm-hmm. roll and write that we could do? Because, uh, I mean, it sounds like this has... This, so I think my other problem with it initially, with the first couple of plays when I wasn't quite sure what to do or what... I knew exa- I knew what to do in the game, but it was like, how do I best configure this house to mm-hmm. win? Because that, that was obviously the goal. Right. Um, and it was like thwarted by, oh, I didn't roll the dice I needed or the dice I wanted. And there isn't a way to change them. So there you go. There is actually. And so in truth, the very first time we played, we messed up one rule where if you bid on a a space, but somebody else beats you to it, you're supposed to get a token that allows you to like to to pip adjust your thing. And so we were very tight on the very first game because we didn't give out enough of these tokens. So there was like almost no pip manipulation. Next time through, we were like, oh, oh, that's why we couldn't do it. So. Well, but I probably read the rules. I, yes, we'll read the rules. Um, it was a very rules small again, rule, though. They were like, it was like a hidden rule. Well, I know because you, you can roll four fours, but I really wanted twos. I'm not going to switch all four of You those. want a way to re-roll your whole dice or Which things like that. Which you also like, can sort, do with sort of that like, same pip manipulation Sort of like thing. Yahtzee style. 
Is it like Yahtzee where you can just re-roll no. everything? Yeah, it is. You can spend one token to either adjust a, a die value up or down, including a wrap on a six, or you can spend it to re-roll all your dice. And we just didn't do that. Like, we just... Oh, maybe you didn't share that rule with mm, me. You Sarah's still don't know? She said this three no. times. Game over the here. token literally says plus one, minus one, re-roll on the token. <laughs> no, we definitely mm. did we play not this game play again. Apparently, Sarah needs to play. We re-rolled. That's okay, hilarious. That I've played Sarah's it three times. And games she wish she had that... played. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. Uh, wish segue. she had played correctly. Okay. No, I was going off of my first roll is what I was stuck with. And then you could manipulate your pips. That's hilarious. But you can't, <laughs> you mean you can't gain four or five of those tokens every turn. Right. So there no. was no, man, I mean, I couldn't. You could have you needed to play in sets of numbers. Right. Sets are definitely more powerful. Yeah, it was interesting. I definitely okay. agree. No wonder. Okay. That I, f- the- I feel better about why I was unsatisfied the first couple <laughs> well it is games. short it is definitely the type of game where it ends and you're like oh man i could definitely play two more rounds of building onto this house it's also the type of game where sarah focuses very heavily on i want to build the perfect house and then when i have more reds Except than her at the end and more my yellows tour was perfect right and more blues i'm getting 36 points and she's getting my house is perfect Four points. <laughs> so you just no, got a balance point. Value, I actually so I got all the points for the touring my house. Right. That's what I said, which is way lower than the other points you could have gotten in the game. Sure. I also didn't get the tiles I wanted because I wasn't rolling. What? And I that is rolling. a Sarah Soapbox <laughs> segment, which won't be making a return on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Retitled How Will Ruined Sarah's Game. Apparently. Three of them. You should, you should learn the rules. It's a great game. All right, so anything else on the table? Ryan, what have you been playing recently? Did you get any Thanksgiving yeah, so gaming in? I did get a couple games in. I There was a game called Farmer's Market. I don't know if you guys remember us talking about that <laughs> way back. My niece had come and visited us during the summer, and we played it a bunch then, and I thought my sister would like it because she hadn't tried it yet, and she did. So we played that some. It's You have... Uh, rows and columns of goals that you're trying to achieve and then it's just drafting you're trying to get a certain amount or combination of vegetables in row and column and sometimes your objectives just conflict and uh, it can be really difficult but it's deceptively simple looking and um and we played another game don't remember what it was oh i think it was (laughs) number nine oh always a classic the classic uh last monday I got the chance to play Heat, Pedal to the Metal, mm-hmm. and Tribes of the Wind, and um, I have a coworker that is always asking me for Christmas recommendations because she has six kids that she buys a board game for each at Christmas, Whoa. and she knows I know board games. There you go. Or she thinks I know board games. <laughs> so I was like, you got well, her fooled. here's two more games. <laughs> there you go. Both of those went on my list to tell her. They were, they were a lot of fun. Um, I think they're both... Well, maybe not both, but they are definitely contenders for my top 10 of the year. Oh, so I think on a previous episode, I don't know if you were here, we talked about Tribes of the Wind. Did you guys, you've played it again more, Kevin and Melissa? Yes. Did you, I feel like you guys had slightly negative, not negative, but not shining opinions, whatever the word is I'm looking for. I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than Melissa, but I think mainly because I'm okay with the gameplay. The restrictiveness is what we talked about. Yeah, yeah. The gameplay. Now, I think the most recent experience when we had talked about it, we had finished a five-player game. And I have heard other people basically say, never play it at five players. Uh Okay, that's what I was wondering. So, I mean... I don't think that really matters that much. (laughs) But You played four-player, Ryan? Yeah, we played four players. And the restrictiveness is definitely there. It was my first turn, and I was like, okay, I can't can't do this card, this card. I can't do any of my cards. And what are the other options? No, I can't even. I can't do that yet because you have to do this other action first. Oh, so you mean building? There was one thing I could do, which was and, fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So you turn, felt it, but you did maybe not the best play. But after that, like I immediately had things I could do. It cool. was just that first turn. I was like, ah, did you I sit next have to Kevin? Out, out. Did Kevin thwart you on every turn? Uh, he thwarted me. The first turn. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I know. Nope. Didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, it was just random cards at that point. Then I tried right. to thwart him. No. <laughs> no. It, it's yeah. It's it's an interesting game. So that tries a little. Cool. Melissa and I got to start a campaign Ooh. of 
the uh, holiday Lord, campaign. Lord of the Rings, Journeys of Middle Earth, a new expansion called Poison Promise. Uh, we are playing this with Larry, Psychic Larry, and nice. Amy Eggs. Where so we're we're over at their house, um, hopefully like once a week, trying to get a couple games in. I, I'm assuming it's like probably a 12 game campaign, Melissa. Do you know? Uh, I don't know how many games are in the campaign, but it's uh, basically the premise is Rohan and a neighboring, I don't know, people group, the Dundlings, are potentially going to war. And there's lots of unrest and someone's fanning the flames mm. of this potential conflict. And yeah. Um, it does come. This one isn't just a DLC. This one actually has a little um, character pack that you need to purchase with it. And it has inside the character pack, which I assume is going to be part of the expansion. There's a um, ring ring wraith, right? Or Nazgul. It's one of, one of the one of the big bad guys. And there's other characters in there as well. So hopefully we'll get to see some cool stuff in the game. I did get to play a number of other games over Thanksgiving. Um, most of those, or at least several of them, appeared in our last Saturday morning board game show. So if you want to see some of those games in action, like the new zombie teen vision, can't remember what it's called. Flashback. Um, flashback, where they have cool vision goggles. Do I get a point Spoilers. for Spoilers, maybe. Ding. Ding points. Um, you can see a lot of those games in our Saturday show. Uh, we had a great time over Thanksgiving playing one other game, which I also can't think of the name of, just right Line up. Fun, fun facts. facts. Fun facts. That's what it's called. Two points. <laughs> it was great. It's a game. I don't think I we talked even about it. Playing with with Will and Sarah. Yeah, still knew which game <laughs> it was. Still knew what you're talking. About. It has a kind of generic name, honestly. Uh, but it's a super fun game. Um, have we talked about that on the show? I don't know that we have. Fun facts. Yeah. No, go for it. It's a, a party game where you have a great. Pl- thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Uh, plastic, uh, two sided piece of plastic just a piece of plastic you write your name on one side and then on the other side you write your answer to whatever the question is for the round and it's not a trivia game in that you have to know random facts about stuff you are answering it based on your own personal opinion and so the question might be how many people around the table do you think you could beat in a 30-yard dash and so you have to write down you look, look at the table and you're like oh, okay i think i could beat six of these people and then you write you place your piece of tile face down and then you take turns lining them up and you you place yours either above or below the person who just placed theirs saying whether you think you can beat them or not and so everybody lines up all their tiles in turn order the very first person that goes gets one more chance to like realign theirs because it's you know you're the first person it kind of ends up weird and then you reveal them and it's a cooperative game where you're scoring points based on how many answers you got in the correct numerical order and over thanksgiving it was great we were playing with friends and family and it was a perfect, like really one of the best conversation starter mm-hmm. games that I've played in a long time because everybody flips theirs over and, you know, the first person says, like, Grandma Millie says, uh, I think I could beat zero. And so she flips over, oh, yeah, you're probably right. But then the next two people both write that they could beat three people. And you're like, who do you think you were beating at this table? Mom, you just twisted your knee and can't even walk. You're beating who you beating? And it was just really funny conversations all the way through. And then, you know, the last two highest guys both put that they could beat everybody. And then it was like, all right, well, tomorrow, I guess on Thanksgiving Day, we're having a foot race because we got to find out who's winning this race. Uh, it's a lot of fun. The game comes with... I don't know if it's hundreds of questions, but probably hundreds of questions. We played it with our family. We played almost ten times. We went through the entire deck. We went through the whole deck. Uh, We were making up questions by the time we got to the end, and lots of good questions, lots of good conversation starters, lots of fun, fun facts. I don't, I don't think the average family is playing through the whole game like we did. We played it a lot. We played. I mean, hours. The kids loved it. The grandmas loved it. Yeah, everybody thought it was a blast. We were it- uh, all right. So I know there's one that like is how grumpy are you from one or from zero <laughs> to one hundred if you don't get enough sleep? And <laughs> there were a lot. And the hilarious thing is, it like started to become part of our family conversation because we're like sitting at the you know whatever the kitchen table and somebody says. Go go back there and turn the lights off. And they're like, you're only 25% scared of the dark. So, you know, like people are making percentage, uh, uh, you awesome. know, comments on other people's lives during it. Oh, you're pretty brave. You're at least at 85. Go jump on the trampoline and do a backflip. Uh, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. We enjoyed it. Fun facts. We it, also sir. played Verdant. Uh, got that one recently and uh, after the Kickstarter campaign and... 
played it. Uh, it was a it was a good one to play with people who may not game as much or heavy gamers because uh, they all we played with our sister in laws and they had a great time putting plants in the rooms in their house. So they were like, oh, this is way more relaxing than I thought it was going to be. You started telling us all these things on these cards and we're like overwhelmed. And then you're like, oh no, I just need to pick some plants and have a good time. <laughs> I enjoy Verdant a lot too. It is gorgeous. The facts that are on it are kind of interesting. Everybody was commenting on like the, oh, what is the name of that? <laughs> we started talking about Meet the Parents where he's like making up the Latin names oh, of plants. Jerusalem. The Jerusalem Pussy, whatever. I don't know. There was some funny stuff, but it was a good time. Yeah, that was a fun one as well. We ready to jump into another segment? All right, let's transition. We'll talk about some of the games that we wish we had played. Great. Sounds great. Good job. <laughs> That's a wonderful transition, Ryan. <laughs> Way to go. We're, we're winging it with the new segments all the time. Uh, so, Verdant. Tell me about Verdant. That sounds cool. I wish I had played that one. Man, you should have. <laughs> it's a great game. Have you really not? No. Oh, yeah, it is a great game. <laughs> I played the prototype back when it was yep. on the Kickstarter. The prototype was but pretty Kevin much exactly yeah. that one. Exactly the game. Oh. Something right, so I've I'll... noticed this year is an abundance of games that have names. It's sort of like um, where those the, there's those knockoff films where there's like, you know, Harry Potter, and then there will be like... Sherry Potter? Yeah, Sherry Potter. Or, <laughs> you know, something like that, like Star Warped or something. Right, right. Parody and games. To try to get you to buy the wrong game. Mm-hmm. So we played games Splitter and Splito recently. Right, right. And now there's two games that I haven't played yet, but apparently they're both good. Mm-hmm. Wordcraft and Woodcraft. I like Woodcraft better. And I want, I don't know what which what, what they're they are. about but they sound interesting <laughs> every time i see one's about them. words and the other one's about wood which I one would, sounds more interesting now <laughs> well actually the woodcraft is more about manipulating dice so if that sounds more but it's a thinky crunchy euro game whereas it's probably probably a two three hour game depending on player count whereas wordcraft is probably like a 30 minute game so there's a lot there a lot are of very, differences. very different <laughs> games going on, so it's hard to compare them other than they only have one letter difference in the names. There you go. I feel like they should have like a whole line, like how, how many games you, can you come up with with like one letter further? Difference? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I do try whenever I say the word, I say woodcraft and see which one people think I'm saying. <laughs> so I love it. That's hilarious. I'm just going to write in the description for this segment. It's just going to be like woodcraft. <laughs> I personally like Wordcraft less than Woodcraft, but I probably will play Wordcraft more because it's easier to get to the table. I love them both, and they both might end up on my top ten list. Oh, I have to watch that. So time. one, the one problem with Wood <laughs> Wordcraft is easy to understand, um, and it's easy to understand how you're getting points, and you, and if you can figure out how to make a word, I mean, that's pretty much what you're trying to do with the letters available. But in wood Woodcraft, with your manipulating of the dice and trying to get, oh, I need a yellow two and three green threes, and how to do that and doing it at the right time, I think Joan and Melissa and I were talking about, and Larry, I think the four of us were playing one time, so it's like the order of operations, getting the things done, like, oh, I need to plant the things, then I need to cut them, then I need to do this, oh, I need a scrap to make sure that my pip gets, so my, you know, so you're doing things in a specific order, and if you don't do that, you're not being as efficient, so if you like that in a game, I would definitely say that would appeal to you. Yeah, very tight game, and it's one that you hopefully will be getting better at as you play it because the first time you play it, it's not going to go well. Are there different types of wood? Uh, there is yellow wood, brown wood, and green wood. No red wood? Interesting. Uh, there's basically three, three different colored dice okay. that um, you can glue together. You can saw in half. I mean, not literally, but you are... Are the dice wood wooden dice? They are wooden okay. dice. See, if they gave us plastic dice, the, I'm and be the mad. currency, <laughs> can you guys guess what the currency is in the game? Paper money. Mm, good guess. <laughs> These are wood elves in the game. I think, right, Melissa? Are, are they cookies? Lucky charms? No. Nope. Sarah. Leaves. Oh, that leaves go on blueberries. Oh. Oh. Are, are the blue tomatoes on a bush? Money what? doesn't grow on trees. Blue tomatoes. <laughs> 
could be. All right, so my goal for this list were games that I don't even think made it to Tantrum House. Like, we, I didn't see these. I didn't play these. I don't think they're secretly. I can't wait till he says one. I know. Like, oh, I have that on right. my I, I, This is my goal. This is on there. Did I achieve it? Will be, will be the telling piece. <laughs> All right, piece. what's number 10? Number 10 is, I only got like five of them. Okay, uh, number 10, five. Bonsai from DV Gyochi, or however you say their name. Have you played that one? Nope. Do you know what it is? Tell us about it. Okay, so I don't know a lot about it. It's a one to four player game that has a beautiful bonsai tree in the front, which I am susceptible to. Is that a word? Partial? I'm partial. You're partial to it. I like them. Susceptible to means you might be like... (laughs) They're my weakness. It's true. Bonsai trees are my weakness. Um, In the game, you have like this weird looking hex-based bonsai tree coming out of a pot. I don't actually know what you're doing in the game. It looks like you're like putting flowers onto your bonsai tree and you've got a little player mat and you're doing some scoring and stuff. I don't know a whole lot about the game because I haven't played it or seen it, but it's like popped up in my feed a couple different times. And every time I see it, I'm like, ah, where's this game at? How do you spell this? Because I'm looking it up and I can't find it. B-O-N-S-A-I. It's got those secret letters at the end. Okay, there's a 2014 version. The 2022 (laughs) from designer Rosario Batito Mm. Massimo. It does look kind of cool. Doesn't it? Doesn't it look nice? I mean, just the box art is sucking me in. The card art also looks great. Got some beautiful bonsai trees and watering cans and things. Okay. So, I don't know. That was one that... Did you not see this at Essen? I didn't. I've never seen it at all other than just on Facebook. And I was like, hmm. Maybe it's not even available. (laughs) I mean, it could maybe not be, but... Availability. We're going to the the forums. Yeah, yeah. Abstract strategy game. It's not coming out to 2023. Sorry, placement. Well, it says 2022. I know. Hopefully, I'll get a play in 2023. That'd be great. Cool. What about you, Sarah? Do you have a game that you wish you had played? Um, I think if you just watch Melissa's top 10 list, uh, which I'll be in that video too, um, I don't think I've played most of the games that'll be on her list, which are all the well, You played heroes. Wordcraft. Sarah's soapbox time coming back. Sarah, tell us what you thought about Wordcraft. Okay, so I realized that while I do fine and can sometimes win word games, I can spell words just fine, uh, I don't like thinking of words in word games. Thinking of words. I don't like Scrabble. I'll play it. I may even win. But it was not an enjoyable experience in my brain. See, I like thinking about words, but not when I'm playing against Melissa. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is true, actually. Ryan is the most word-knowledgeable person I know. You pull out a word, and he's like, well, the Latin equivalent base of that is... And he says it with words that make sense. (laughs) Do you know what a Jerusalepuzi is? I don't know that. That's oh, okay. So, <laughs> so I used a word in our most recent Wordcraft game, and no one at the table knew what it was. It's quoits. Have you guys Quoits. ever right, played? Right, give us a do it. I don't know. Have Let's you ever it played? I can't quoits? wait. I've played. Spell it for us. Q U O O I T S. Pronounce it wrong. Quoits. And please use it in a sentence. I have played quoits in my backyard. <laughs> oh, that's good. Backyard did give us some know. context. <laughs> A ring um, of iron, rope, or rubber thrown in a game to encircle or land as near as possible it's to like, an upright peg. It's like horseshoes. Oh, is it, is it the one oh, with the like, okay. pegs of but death? But they're like circular rings. Ah, yep, yep. So you have seen this before. I have. You just don't know the name of it. I think it was called Yard Charts or something. <laughs> yard Darts are illegal now, jarts, probably. So. Oh, Charts. <laughs> uh, no, so back to Wordcraft. Oh, yes. Um, I think... I just, I've realized I would rather math it out. What about like Boggle? I feel like you like Boggle. Once again, it's, no, I it's will play, I might win. You've already what about, fallen into oh, I got, the I got trap a word of, that I know it's going like. to be hard to beat Sarah in a word game, which I've done a good job of. I just I don't, don't I realize I don't enjoy the gameplay as much. I Math I'll do in my head, but. What about. Boulder Dash. Okay, that is a little different. <laughs> <laughs> sounds fishy. <laughs> sounds fishy. Those ones you're coming up with a definition of yeah, the word. Not really you're not old. coming up with I, the word. The word oh, itself. I so agree. You just don't like. Words. She doesn't like Scrabble. And spelling. She doesn't press. like spelling. Yeah, those words where I have to come up with the word myself. Not good. If, if you give me a word, does that mean you're word, no longer an Omni Gamer? Are you dropping that title? 
you dropped this a while ago. I think I, I think <laughs> I've got in the last year or two, I've gotten pickier. Picky I will there, play sneak. any of them, but I've come to realize that there's some games that I really just don't enjoy as much anymore because I know how many are on my shelf. Ryan, don't listen to Sarah. Play WordCraft. It's awesome. You you would probably enjoy it, Ryan. <laughs> Sarah, have you played Tenpenny Someday. Parks? Yes. Okay, that might be on Melissa's top ten list. Ooh, it's on my top ten list, actually. And we've all played it? Ryan? Sarah played it too? Yeah. All right. Multiple times. Describe it to me Did and you, I'll tell you. You, can you wish make you, a park? That's pretty cool. Wish you would play it. It's a worker <laughs> placement game, uh, polyomino tiles, where you're getting basically different parts of the park into your park. Rides, attractions. Yeah, rides and attractions. And what's that? And oh, and the rondelle. Yes. Go for the carousel. There's a little spinning carousel oh, that, fun. that changes. And the artwork is cool. Is that a Dutre? Pretty sure. Well, look at that. Probably is. I'd have to say this year's top 10 has a wide variety of games for me. Me too. I'm trying to figure out a lot of genres I don't normally include. Going to be all Euros or if I'm going to drop some of them out. I may have like five honorable mentions. (laughs) Who would have ever guessed? Uh, One of my games I wish I had played that I know you all have played Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. Endless Winter, Paleo Americans. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've never played that. So I'm kind of torn. If, you, if you're listening to this, it's probably coming out before our top 10 videos. We're working on guys, top 10, girls, top 10. We've done them for the last several years. And uh, I, I was very torn on whether or not to include that. I'm pretty sure it was on my list last year because I like to cheat ahead. I know. So I wasn't going to put it on this year's, but I was going to give it an you honorable mention. You can go mention. watch the video from last year and see if you actually put it on. That's a good idea because it's definitely a fantastic game. You would love it. There's so many boards mm-hmm. to play on. So many different and ways gotta, to score points. You got to get points on all this of them. This is Fantasia that did Unconscious Mind too, right? Correct. Yes. Yep. And it's Yorgo who's the same designer who's also an Unconscious Mind. And I think um, my theory is he's the board guy. He's the one who likes to have, I let's think. do some stuff on this inset board over here. Let's mm-hmm. make some cool stuff happen on Unconscious this board. Unconscious Mind did super well on Kickstarter. Yeah, um, over a million. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it did. It yeah. was well, cool. But to Johnny Pack did make the comment of, because I did see several people commenting uh, in person at, Essen saying, why couldn't you just put it all on one board? And he goes, because then you're restricted on what size table you need. Mm. If you can spread the boards out, Our however you no can table fit, bounds. Yeah, that's good. if you can fit however it needs to be on your table, then you can possibly plan a different size table than one Also fits one in the box board. better. Yeah. And cool. These whiners. Melissa, you haven't <laughs> said what when you're excited about. Well, I was waiting for my turn. So it's and it's now. now or never, <laughs> which is the game oh, I was going to mention. <laughs> Walked right into that one. Uh, yeah, now or never from Red Raven Games. I've enjoyed Above and Below and Near and Far, and just haven't gotten a chance to play this third one in the trilogy. So I don't know. Well, it's not now. Hopefully, it's not never. Maybe at some point in the future, I'll get to play. That's the now the, or never. The expansion is maybe sometimes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. Maybe yeah, what? What? <laughs> what is the fourth one? There's like near and far, above and below, now or never. Like what is sooner the next? or later? Sooner or later. Sooner mm-hmm. or later. That's not too bad. Too bad. Good job, Will. Live or let live. <laughs> All right, well, back to you. Okay, I got another one. Sure. Uh, most of mine, I'll admit, are just based on fantastic art. And I should probably give credit to the artists because they're the ones drawing me in. The next one that I that caught my attention that I haven't seen, haven't played, haven't tried is called Ice, which is literally I-C-E. It's from the publisher This Way, which I've never really heard of. So I'm guessing it's a solo piece. But Let me maybe see not. if this game is also available, folks. It's give probably coming in 2023. It's from artist. Uh, the artist of the artwork is Leonardo DuPond, and it's from... Um, designers bragu and parrot i don't know a lot about this game either except that it looks fantastic so you're in like these underground ice caves really cool art style uh tile based game and you've got player boards with cool icons that look i don't really even know how to describe them but simple and elegant and attractive there's also some like black and white art in the game which is pretty cool and it just looks pretty neato it's probably not coming out either. I haven't seen. Well, it looks like tables, it went to Kickstarter, but... so it might be out now. <clears throat> if you know anything about ice, give me the hookups. I want to. It know looks like ice is a universe. 
It could be lots of things. Because it says, help us name our next game set in the ice universe. That's Ooh. one of the forum posts. But I see ice in here. It's yeah, a frozen do. world swept by blizzards. It looks like you're Players in like, archaeologists. Cave. You're spelunking or something. Yeah, exploration, action points. Yeah. So cool. don't know a lot about it, but it looks beautiful. Well, mine is one that has been talked about and raved about for quite a while Uh-oh. here at Tantrum House, and it is Planet Unknown. Have not gotten a chance to play that at all. You know, I was on this your same boat until like two weeks ago, Sarah. I literally was able to jump ship and get on the Planet Unknown play, on playing boat, but not Ryan and Katie's. We played with... Um, oh, you got a copy? No, no, no. No, it was someone else in town that owns it. Oh, and we went over to their house and played it. <laughs> and was it worth the rave? Uh, I really enjoyed it. We played, uh, I think, six players. And with just kind of the base gameplay. So I think it was good to learn it with that. But they had, I think, the Kickstarter Deluxe Edition. So there was a lot of extra asymmetry that and other things that could be added to the game. And I think I would enjoy it more with those things. Yeah, I think, Will, uh, Sarah, I think you could play initially with the asymmetric nature of the game and just jump right in because you guys know how to play these types of games. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to play the base game. Like Melissa said, it was nice to do it, but I don't think it was even necessary for Melissa and I to do it. Now that we've played through it, I was like, oh, yeah, I just want to play the asymmetric, the sort of different powers that are going to be happening in that one. So, yeah, um, Ryan and Katie picked a good one a few years ago when they actually were able to do the prototype version of it. Do you still have the prototype? Yeah, we do. We bust it out every once in a while. Okay. Do you, okay. Are you nice to it? Mostly. Okay. Physically busting it out. <laughs> okay. All right, I got another one. Are we ready? Sure. It's called The Shivers. Have you seen this one? <laughs> no. So I think it's actually more of an escape room game. It's from uh, Pop Fiction Games, and it's a pop-up book escape room player character campaign game. The Shivers. Oh, I have seen this one. I think I actually did see a prototype of it like two years ago. So I think they've been working on it for a while. Uh, I haven't gotten to really play it, but basically it's like you explore... You literally open the page. A pop. It's a pop-up book. There's a bunch of like different slidey things and cabinets that you can unhook and you can pull things and, and like explore the space. And supposedly each campaign takes like an hour. And there's a bunch of them in the book. Um, I enjoy escape in a escape room in a box types of games, but the ones that I enjoy more are the ones where there is like cutting stuff up, folding things, looking for clues, doing all this, rather than just the like read this page and find the okay. clue. That's so you're on the box. more of the exit guy and less of the unlock. Guy. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I, and, and I, I do like, I'm totally fine with like, and we talked about this with the zombie game as well. Like I'm fine with the experience. If it takes me a half hour and it's just me like looking at stuff and doing things, even if I don't have to like, I would rather not be stumped and feel dumb <laughs> and have to look at the cheat sheet to figure out what the next step. You... I would rather just like experience the story as I'm going. Mm-hmm. So I think this type of thing would be a fun experience. Cool. So don't know a lot about that one either, but the art, again, looks beautiful. The pop-up book concept seems fun, and I think I think I would enjoy the type of gameplay that it has. It's from designer Andy Logan, and I don't know if it's available or not again, but it's called... Uh, definitely that one's available. I have seen that one around. Uh, my list, uh, one of mine on my list of wish games I wish I had played is Weather Machine. Uh, that's yep, on my list that too. Awesome. See, I knew I could just take it from you all. <laughs> yes. This is designed by Vital Lacerda and art from Ian O'Toole. I've heard... That it so Vitalisterda has some pretty heavy games out there. I've heard this was on the lighter side of his. That's why I'm more interested. Are you? I I mean, the theme's cool. The weather machine theme. I've seen. I've seen online pictures of it. I was like, oh, that like the theme draws me in. The artwork, of course, you know, did a good job. And yeah, sounds like a, a fun game. The board does look huge. It looks like there's a million things you could do on it. But at the same time, it also doesn't look like too too complicated so i agree like obviously there's a million ways to score points i think the gameplay is like two hours at least but it does look digestible so one of the games that i'm sad that i haven't gotten a chance to play yet is marrakesh from queen games and stefan feld i know sidekick larry got a chance to play this when he went to origins and he raved about it so um I wish I had played this one 
I don't have much Larry information. I know. Larry, <laughs> tell us about it. Why aren't you here? <laughs> but um, I've enjoyed some of uh, Steffenfeld's other games, and I've heard really good things about this one in particular. One of the games that got me through the long ordeal of being in the hospital after we had our third child uh, <laughs> what is was right, what's this leading to was oh. the sentinels of the multiverse app oh yeah on my ipad never played and sentinels have the you sentinels of the multiverse definitive edition came out this year and i'm just what makes it the definitive edition i i did a really deep dive on that app and i had a lot of fun i want to know what did they do to make it better? I, well, I don't even know if it's I'm, – I'm sure it is probably better, but I did hear through the grapevine that this is sort of like the last sort of iteration is what I heard. So this is sort of like when they say definitive edition. It means last. We're right, done. It basically means yeah. the last one. I know they're doing more with the world. They've got like uh, – I think there's like a Nintendo Switch game. Right. And uh, Richard Launius did mm-hmm. the Sentinels of Freedom right. game. And the, I think there's also an RPG right. that they're exploring and expanding on. Um, so I'd like to see what what was the last hurrah with the definitive edition of the first game that kind of got the whole company going. Cool. All right. Well, what's number two? Okay. Uh, is this number two? It seems like it's been more than that, but who knows? Uh, one of the games that has actually made it to our game night a couple of times, and wait. I just haven't had a chance to play it. That was still my answer. Wait, I wait. I don't think it is. I have a question. Mm-hmm. What? How can mm-hmm. this game be on Will's list if... It's a game he's seen at Tantrum House. It's a game you don't have at your house. That was what I was saying. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh okay. Sorry, go. Uh, it. It's called Blood on the Clock Tower oh. from oh, yeah. Pandemonium Institute. It's uh, supposedly like a werewolf on steroids type of game where you have secret identities and you go to sleep at night and people get killed in the middle of the night. Um, it's a decently expensive game, and I don't think it has that many components to it. And so I've heard some mixed reviews. But I've mostly heard positive reviews, like from the people I've met that have played it, had a great time. It was a, it was fun and exciting. They enjoyed it. They thought it was worth it. So I do need to get in a play of this. Maybe next game night it will be. Or the at Tantrum Con because if I, if I have to wait that long, I could. Fingers crossed. As long as we can find the right space for it, will be happening at Tantrum Con. Sounds fantastic. If I have to wait, I will. Maybe maybe I should wait just to make it more exciting. Although I want to win, so I should probably practice. I don't think that was on Sarah's list, Sarah. No, mine was Revive. <laughs> oh, let's talk about Revive. I don't even know anything about it oh. at all. All I know is I've just heard everybody talk about it around this table that's played. And I people that aren't at this table talk about how also much they enjoyed it. it. And I was like, man, how did I miss out? I don't know where I was or what I was doing that I missed out on this one. I do remember a few weeks ago, maybe we went out of town and missed well, maybe, game but I was like, I'm asking people like, do you want to come to our house and play revive? And the only people that said yes were Larry and Jonas. I think that's because we were out of town. That's why game night was not at our house. You oh. guys did an alternative. Gotcha. We, we play game all night. the games when you and Will leave. I see how it is. The one thing, okay, I, I do like Revive. The one thing, I think the theme is just okay. There is theme in the game, and I know people might be like, there's theme in the game. Um, but just for me, like I felt like I was more like pushing things around the board, and I was doing things on my board and going up different tracks and doing that, which was fun. But like well, I, I don't didn't... even care about this, <laughs> usually. <laughs> so if if... If you're moving things on tracks and doing things on the board, yeah. that sounds like my kind of game. Yep. You're collecting resources. You're putting your buildings and your little wanderer dudes out on the board mm-hmm. to reach things and flipping tiles and trying to go up tracks. And everyone has asymmetric powers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there, there's a lot going on, but it's definitely interesting. And I've usually just done middling in the game i think because i don't focus enough on one area and i try to do a little bit of everything yeah if you play revive you at home listening or in the car or sarah Mm -hmm. i would recommend focusing on like a couple things and not trying to do everything and usually the player power will help you go in that direction which a lot of times player powers will um in games like sort of give you a direction advice i give you for endless winter okay good to know (laughs) Go Thank up you. on the tracks, do all the things. <laughs> no, like so focus on focus things. on two of the four cool. things. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's like three different tracks just on your player board. You can go up, and you really can't go up all of them at the same time. So, 
in order to unlock stuff, I totally recommend just focusing on one to begin with and maybe a second one. But anyway, we'll see. Get another one. Oh, do you have one? Uh, maybe, but you can go. Um, it's so your turn. I was interested in and have not been able to play uh, Clank Catacombs. Mm. So it's a new standalone version of Clank, but the dungeon, instead of being a fixed board, is tiles that you lay out as you explore the catacombs. So there's some uncertainty of what you're going to find. Are there going to be artifacts? Are there going to be other things there? I believe the stack of tiles is seeded, so certain things come out earlier and other things later, but... It's going to, I assume, switch up your strategies of regular Clank because you can't math it all out at the beginning to know how many steps you need and which paths you need to take. So you're going to have to have a lot more versatility in your deck and as you play. And I thought it was interesting. I believe you can mix and match some of the cards from regular Clank and this Clank to create... uh, you know, new decks or a different assortment of things. So I thought that was interesting. Maybe someday I'll get to play it. I know Clank is not one of Kevin's favorites, though, so it might not happen. I think Larry likes that one. You need to play that one with Larry, too. I got one other one that uh, had you caught my eye. Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Go, Ryan, go. Oh, go ahead. It's not really a skip. They don't know we're going in a circle. Oh, okay. <laughs> now they do. Ryan, what do you got? I... Just all the games. All the games. One other one that I thought was that caught my attention. I I don't even know that I would actually enjoy it, but I think it's an interesting idea. Uh, is a game called Deliverance. Did you guys see the Kickstarter campaign for that one? Is there like a yes. banjo? There's not. Mm. It's actually kind of the opposite. There's like angels. You are uh, like heavenly angels fighting against a, a group of earthly fallen angels. And uh, it's a one to four player card game. I think it's probably more of a card battle game than I would enjoy. I'm not really a card battle fan, uh, but it is also like a action point selection. It's cooperative. So I'm not sure exactly how it works. Like if you're fighting the demons together as the angels, but the artwork for this one also looked pretty interesting to me. And I feel like sure, I'm pretty sure it's good versus evil. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like angelic beings and angel lore and all those things like is perfect fodder for lots of board games and i almost see no that focus focus on angels they're all like the demon games or the dungeon games so i was curious to know how it played what it was all about uh don't know a whole lot it's from low end games and uh, i think it was a kickstarter that funded early in the year so maybe it's out to backers by now i'm not sure but deliverance looks pretty interesting my last one is a little cheat because it's an expansion to a game that I haven't played, so I haven't played either the game. I'm or okay with expansions being on our top or ten the list expansion. For the okay, <laughs> it's Dune Imperium. Oh yeah, mm. I've never played that or the Rise of X, which is the expansion. That the expansion does look pretty cool. I haven't played it either. Okay. Tell me, Dune that. is great. You would like Dune? Cool. Thank uh, you. It's deck building, so I think Ryan would like it too. Have you played it? I played a Dune with. Larry, I'm not sure if it was Imperium or not. It might have been. Was there like that one right like, there, Ryan? That's on wheel shelf. Water tokens and there's like water and spice. A little area control in the bottom right corner. Not sure. Oh, okay. It's got a lot of stuff going on in addition to the deck building, which is nice because Hand it's it over. Let's look at it's it. It's not like it uses the deck building mechanic, but I wouldn't call it a deck building game because there's a lot of different things going on, and it's beautiful. And the expansion looks fun. Yeah, I don't get to play these enough. And it's on the top of the bottom stack, so it collects all the dust. <laughs> as you can see, all the games below it are not as dusty. Ryan is... Um, let's trying do, to figure out if... Uh, we're doing an unboxing on the podcast. This is amazing. <laughs> I did. I think I played this Actually, at Actually, I do I remember won. you playing this at TantrumCon now. This was like the only game I played at TantrumCon that I wasn't assigned to play. This was like the only free play I had. But yet yeah. not super memorable. That's a good choice for a yeah, free play. I, I didn't remember this being area control at the bottom. Uh, it's like... Because I didn't really do that, and I still won. <laughs> okay. Oh! Good job. I mean, you don't have to. It's definitely multiple things going on in the game. And it's like, I guess, majority. I don't know. It's not. I don't know what the description of it is. But it's you're trying to influence. have the most. Yeah, you're trying to have the most people down there because it'll help you win the fight or whatever. Cool. You got one more, Will? Is that it? Uh, I think that was pretty much it. Cool. Other, if you don't want I this mean, on your shelf, I'll take it. If you, if you want to go play it, <laughs> enjoy. Um, 
there were plenty of other games that I didn't get to play this year that I think were on Kevin's list and, and uh, looked very interesting, but I'll save those for the top 10 video because I'll get to see them there and talk about yeah, how like I didn't get to play them. everything Board and Dice funny. makes. I don't think I've played any of their stuff all year. It's all at Kevin's house. Anything that starts with a T? Teletum, Terracotta Army. Were the I did play Terracotta, the which is great. I, I think I played the other one too, actually. And I got to play Brazil Imperium, which is great. We did, um, I did play is that making it on your top 10 list? Brazil? Yeah. No. No? Mm-hmm. That's also not Board and Dice. Uh, oh, I didn't realize Bra- I was naming Board and Dice. Sorry. Uh, Brazil was from Portal. Portal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I thought it was just naming which heavy I games that uh, I... Is that one out? Heavier games. Brazil? Brazil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep, it's out in retail. Yeah. Yep, yep. Lots of good stuff. All right. So before we close this episode out, we're going to do one new segment. Are you ready, Ryan? Here we go. It's Ryan's Reviews Reviews. Ryan Reviews Reviews. <laughs> yes. Here's a review from MAJ Brown 22. It says, a must for Kickstarter nuts. And then several exclamation What's he points. reviewing? If you Our... love board games and more importantly, love kickstarting board games, Tantrum House Board Gaming <gasps> Podcast is a must listen. Kickstarter Conniption has been the source for upcoming campaigns for some time. And now you can listen to the gang run down why you should be excited for them. Best 30 minutes you'll spend each week, or in this case, hour. 15 minutes. <laughs> right M.A.J. Brown. Is that right? Is that yeah, what you said? I don't know. M.A.J. Brown 22. <laughs> so we thought we'd take an opportunity to thank some of the people who listen to us on the show. Uh, we always appreciate when you guys take a minute to review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening oh, yeah. to us on. And uh, if you want a chance to have Ryan review your review, do you have to give us a review Sorry. of his review? Uh, I give it four stars. Four stars. It's, it's it's like seems, it seems representative stars. of... <laughs> It wasn't quite perfect. Did he uh, enunciate, like, uh, spell? Are we, like, based on grammar? How are we? We need your rubric. Uh, it was interesting. There was some good, like, flow to it. Oh, very nice. Yeah. It was fun to read. Excellent. Excellent. Is this the thank the listener? Basically, it is, yeah. So if you uh, if you want to write a review, we would love to hear your thoughts on the show. I mean, obviously, we want you to give us all the stars. But be honest. We also love honesty. And uh, maybe your review will be read on a future episode. Yeah, I think most segment. podcast platforms have a, have a way to rate or even like or love or heart or things. So definitely, star, star. five so. chili peppers. I don't know what platforms we're on. Uh, we're definitely at least on Google, Spotify, and Amazon. We might be on other places. I don't know, but uh, wherever you're what listening about to us from, see, yeah, yeah. probably on there too. It okay. Makes sense. That was where I read the review. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely on Apple. That's the only one I know okay. for sure. Uh, we enjoy putting these shows together. We hope you guys enjoy them as well, uh, and we'd love to hear from you. So be sure to send us a note in some way, shape, or form, and maybe we'll read it on the show. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, Find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650.